Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles, right here on Tojanet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Ben Helsing. And with me, my co-host, the original co-host of Ghost Chronicles, the queen of pain herself, Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing? Good. You know, I was just thinking today, and... Uh, my mom, uh, I was going through a lot of stuff trying to get rid of things because I'm downsiding now because I'm getting on in life. Anyways, and I don't want to leave it all on my son. So uh, I found a, a scrapbook that my mom had, and in it was the ad in the newspaper on our first show, uh, which was on WCCM. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, about 20-some-odd years ago. Uh, oh, my goodness. And it was a Friday night show, and the theme was, of course, uh, um, what was the name of it? Oh, Rush Hour, Rush Hour Just Got Scarier. And, uh, yep, that was, that I was remember yeah. so, that. So I was thinking, if I if I get that thing, maybe I can find a date on it to see how long the show has been actually on the air. Because I'm really muddled at that point. I know we've been on TojiNet since TojiNet existed, because uh, they recruited us. And uh, that was way before Roy was born, I think, uh, our producer. Uh, <laughs> now you're making all of us feel old. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I really don't know. I, I, I'm thinking over 20 years, but I, I, I really don't know. But anyway. Well, were you able to find a date or is it just the... No, I've got to go look at it. I just thought of it today. I found, uh, the, okay. I found the thing and it's somewhere out there of things that I've decided not to throw out but uh, i don't know where it is I, I have to look at it and see if i can dig it up that'd be interesting to see oh, in fact if i get it i'll post it up on facebook that'd be kind of cool no anyway. that is kind of cool and i do remember yeah. that and i will tell you driving from at that time i worked um in burlington oh, at a go. medical manufacturing no the here reason i go. say this is because I used to race to try and remember sometimes I'd show up late. So the fact oh, that really I never when you say Friday night just got scarier. It, <laughs> it got was, scarier for you. For me, <laughs> when I was driving, I was like, please don't pull me over. Please don't pull me over. <laughs> Going so fast because sometimes, you know, you can't help be stuck at work. And I would fly over there and I'd get there and either just make it or not make it right it would be a few minutes late so the first the first show we did the very first show we did you were late it's like <laughs> i know and i, I was know, but it was like, not for lack of wanting to be put it that way i was sitting there like gobbling like you know it was my first show i ever did well i've done plenty of radio with those prior to that but never my own first show and was, i'm like you're not there and it just threw me all off and i'm like bubbling dabbling before you came in but yeah that was the good old days we got through it. We um, did. We, we got yeah, through it. It was excellent. And uh, after that, uh, Tojinet, to uh, before Internet Radio was around, it was just 
starting. And it's been quite a few years. Found the shows because you got to remember that was just regular AM radio at the time. There was no, um, you know, no internet really. And uh, as far as the show being on, so I don't know how they discovered us, but uh, we were contacted and they said, we're starting this new radio sh- radio station. Uh, it's an internet radio station and you'll have an audience across the world. I was like, Ooh, okay, that sounds interesting. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And uh, that's how it all started with Tojanet. And we've got to be one of the longest running show, if not the longest running show on Tojanet, I'm sure. That's oh, it has sad. to be. <laughs> not sad. Well, it's good and bad, right? I mean, not bad, but it's sad. Um, I went through it's been tons, so many years. Tons of co-hosts. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But speaking of, you know how you introduce me, right? I have to, I have to bring this up because the queen. Oh, here we came. go. I knew that was going to happen when I said it. Well, it's, no, it's nostalgia. And it's, I cannot introduce you that way. It's fine, but I just for the people who might not be aware. Oh, of why idea. I called the Queen of Pain. Um, maybe we can just elaborate, right? Because I did have a few people. <laughs> well, I guess because going out and investigating over the years and channeling, right, bringing the spirit in and having them come through me, when you say Queen of Pain, it's because a lot of pe- people, depending on how they passed, especially in these haunted environments, um, you've always I've always had to be very careful right sometimes about how I connect with them or ask who they are because mm-hmm. one of the ways is they show me is the pain well not necessarily the pain but if they had a heart attack if they died from um, aka Lizzie Borden pretty much axe in the head <laughs> axe in the head. <laughs> head that was a pretty uh yeah that was a pretty um painful intense. time intense, intense yeah Scared the, scared so, the ever-loving crap out of everybody in the room, except me, of course. But Well, I have to say, though, that is one of the times that made me realize, you know, be careful. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I, I even remember when we went into Lizzie Borden house, right? When mm-hmm. we just went in there and we were kind of sitting there and in the kitchen. And we even wrote about <laughs> this in our book, right? Mm-hmm. And it was those chronicles, by the, the way, you if know, you're interested. Yes, <laughs> those chronicles. <laughs> but I mean, it was, uh, you know, let's just say the house was brought back to a lot of its original form and really historically accurate. So they had an mm-hmm. axe in the basket, <laughs> right? That was on the floor near the stove, um, mm. if I recall. And yep. I remember having this feeling of, I just want to pick that up and use it. And I thought, OMG, I can't, <laughs> this is bad. In um, reality, it, uh, what your thoughts were, uh, I just want to pick up this axe and drive it into your head, Ron. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm try- I was trying to be like good about not saying that. No. But- <laughs> yes. So that was like, wow, this could be depending on where you, you know, we ended up investigating. Right. Because mm-hmm. keep in mind, maybe there are those people out there that don't realize it, that when we went and investigated, you never told me where we were going. Right. No. You might have said, hey, we're going up, you know, we're going north or pack for, you know, a few hours or it's going to be New Hampshire or whatever. It's but you were very vague. 
If that, right. You never, you were vague for a reason because keeping me blind, let's say, to where we were going was keeping everyone legitimate, which I would never look it up anyway, but at least you knew that, right? Um, that I never did because we never knew where we were going or I knew, didn't know where we were going mm. to begin with. So it wasn't like I could research it ahead of time. Right. So anyways, we brought up the Lizzie Borden house. For those who don't know, haven't read the book or haven't heard the story before, would be a quick synopsis of it is that Maureen was up in the, uh, I forget which room it was, but it was a bedroom up in the second floor. And she was reached talking to the, the woman who was murdered. And uh, the stepmother. So it was a yeah, stepmother's whatever. bedroom. Whatever. I don't care who it is, but so, it was somebody. And uh, basically, you asked to what? See, what was the your question? Well, we could. Her? I could feel energy of the person there. And again, it's when you know, just asking how you died. Um, That's and it. I think, yeah, ask you how you died. Yeah, ask how you passed and how they how they passed on and how they died. I started feeling like somebody was axing me in the head. Yeah, you dropped the floor, started wailing all over the place. You puked. Uh, it sounded like you puked. It, we actually heard the liquid coming out of you. Uh, you were you were wailing and and flailing, and that's the word, not wailing. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> flailing. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, uh, Haunted Devon was was the, the group from the UK, and uh, they uh, they said, "Oh, turn the lights on." But we were shooting infrared at that time. I said, "No, no, don't worry about it. She's all right." It's like, yeah, see. <laughs> so, anyways, I mean, I I mean, it it sounded like you could actually hear the liquid splashing and all that stuff. And then, of course, when we turned the lights on, uh, there was nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, one of the I I do have to admit that was one of the more painful uh, experiences for me because when you were flinging around, you kicked me right in the uh, in not the, the private not place, pole, not pole, yes, <laughs> south pole. A South Pole, yeah, South Pole. Here you go. <laughs> well, you know what? We didn't even go up in the rooms and we didn't look around. So I will say that one thing that was a little bizarre to me was that when they did turn the lights on and we stood up, she had had the person who owned it, which I could not remember her name. Sorry. Leanne, she's, God bless her soul. She's passed on, right? Um, yeah. Well, she yeah. had yeah. had pictures of the murder scene that were mm -hmm. in you know, like black and whites that were in frames and they were up on the walls in each room. And that was, that's how I knew it was the stepmother's room or whether it was her and the husband, but there was, it was almost as if I, I recall that picture and it was right on the left side of the bed, right where we were. And the woman was like over, like um, in a fetal position, face mm -hmm. down, same way that I kind of was, I guess, during the whole yeah, thing. And were. that was the same picture of her, the way she had died in that room. Mm -hmm. So even seeing that for me was a little surreal, right? It was kind of crazy, but never surprised. I will say that um, I'm not, you know, I'm always amazed, but not often surprised from the other side. Yeah, it's always so, something. That's what... It's always something like you never just never know, right? You have yeah, to kind like... of be open. Yeah, Rosanna, 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 Rosanna used to always say, "It ain't something." Rosanna, yeah, Rosanna, Rosanna, Saturday Night Live. Remember her? Oh, I do. 
Gilda Radner. Now you really make me feel old. Gilda Radner, yeah. That was the best Saturday night ever was. Yes, it was. The early early one. The early ones. I don't think. But nobody knows about it because they weren't born then. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I think I was 17 at the time, 16 or 17 watching that. Anyway, it was great. Uh, So anyways. You were saying something before I interrupt you. I apologize. But no, but I was going to say that that, you know, knowing about things that happen on the other side kind of translate mm-hmm. to some things I'd like to speak about tonight, which is actually signs. Right now, for those so, who don't know, I, I, you know, I didn't know what the hell she was talking about when she brought up this originally when I met her. I mean, we'd be in a car and she would say, oh, look at this. There's a message from there. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? And so I'm going to let you get into it before I go on a rant or something. Go ahead. Well, you know, we did actually have a show on this moons ago, like many moons. So I'm sure. And I want to say we did. We had one, and I don't know if it was Tojinet or not. Um, I think it might have been because I was. We were upstairs. I want to say in my office. Remember that tiny little space? Um, that closet was. I like to say office and that's just using the word loosely. Um, But yeah, in the closet. So, but we did get a lot of response on that, right? We got Mm -hmm. a lot of people coming back, but I will tell you, so over the years it's blossomed. So many people are very um, interested in signs and for an obvious reason. So you can have signs that you can get from angelic, so the you know one from the astral well, plane. So I mean, like, you got to talk what the hell you're talking about because people think you know well, I see signs all the time. Do not pass. Well, uh, stop here. You well, know, eat a joke. Let me explain. Okay. So it's it's our loved. It can come from our loved ones. It can come from uh, angels on the other side. But when we're seeing signs, it can come in any form, right? It could actually be something you request and ask them to show you specific signs. So, cause a lot of people who are so literal and hard to convince, they want to select a sign, right? They want to mm-hmm. have a sign that they believe is a sign. So it could come in any form of like a license plate. It could come the numbers in the cars in front of you. It could be a, a sign that's up on the, you know, up on a bulletin board. It could actually be, um, birds, you know, someone who loved birds when they were alive, certain types of birds. And, and it's not just saying we don't see birds, but, and you're not necessarily looking for this sign. It's when you don't look for the sign that you can actually count on it being something that's more meaningful, let's say. So for instance, I might be driving down the street and either someone or something pops in my mind, or I'm having a trouble thing, trouble with something going on and my mind keeps rehashing it. And I'm drawn to look, let's say, I don't know, to my right. And I see this car that flies by me and the license plate has 444 on it. So to me, that's the four angels are with us, right? You know, Uriel, Gabriel, Michael, Raphael. So I see that sign and it actually has that meaning. And instantly I'll feel calm. You know, I feel that energy from the sign. Um, Many people that I read for will tell me, you know, I'll say they'll, their loved ones will come through and it could be a sign that, oh my goodness, are you seeing coins like pennies all over the place or dimes that shouldn't be there? For instance, you just cleaned the house and now you walk through in a room and there's a dime on the floor or someone kept seeing a dime in the toilet, right? Like who would be putting, it was only them living there and who would be putting the dime in the toilet because, you know, it's not like it's falling out of your pockets going in the toilet all the time. So there is so many signs that 
you know, in people you do, you do feel a sense of peace. Um, when I started telling Ron about signs, I'll never forget telling him about signs. And he's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, well, it could be anything. Well, sure enough, I think I stopped into the grocery store as I was going to meet up with you, actually the radio show after. And I said, well, I got to go in and pick up some, you know, lunch meats or pick up some things. The funny part was, is I wasn't even paying attention. And as I was discussing signs with Ron, I said, you can get them anywhere. Well, I pick up lunch meat. I go through the store. I pick up certain items. I go to the cash register and oh, it was yeah. just hilarious. That. Remember yeah. that? Because the, yeah, the lunch know, meat yeah. was like, three dollars and 33 cents right and so then which is the ascended masters are with you and then i each number to me has a significant meaning right so then i have the checkout the money from the you know the cash register and they're like yes it was you know twelve dollars and twelve cents and i'm like Ugh, okay um and it's it happens all the time and i will say you know, and I think what happens most of all is as I'm sharing it, the more I share it with my clients or the more I share it with other people, the more I see them, right? It's to me, it's a language that as you start becoming aware, it happens more often, right? It's just constant. And, and you know, yes, do we have license plates that have triple digits? Absolutely. But you have them all at once. So like if I'm talking, I talk to, um, a friend of mine, Betty, one time and her mother, and I was explaining about the signs and I'm driving home and I'm stuck in traffic. And in front of me was license plate that had zero, zero, zero to my side was five, five, five to my left was three, three, three behind me was two, two, two. So I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> There's just tons of messages. And to me, that's, Hey, keep going, you know, keep spreading the word because I do think it's a, it's significant for people to find peace from their loved ones who have passed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how, so, some things, you know, like a diamond or toilet is, is a little more difficult to understand, but I mean, like, you know, you see, uh, you know, a, a cardinal, well, you know what, birds are around so and mm -hmm. because we're looking for signs we say oh this that's a sign for thing are, are aware that the cardinal is a symbol for a, a loved one so how do you dif differentiate how do you know the that? differentiate yeah exactly yeah well good question because just as i said it's i do have people that say i look and i look and i look for signs and i just can't find them well mm -hmm. you won't so like if you're looking for a sign it's almost you're focusing too much, right? And you're not going to find the sign easily. And then there are those that were going to look and try to make it fit. So you can say, okay, I can find something and I can make it fit. It's when, you know, and I think it's very individual, Ron, because for instance, nobody knows when I see that sign, let's say 444, what it means to me or what I feel inside, right? So what I mean, don't, you're not looking for that. It's that driving down the road or walking down the street and all of a sudden out of the blue, I might be feeling this, I have to have to look at this certain location or I have to pay attention to something. And when I do, I know that there is, you know, there's a message. And then when I see it, it's not just seeing it. I just get this almost feeling this overwhelming inner knowing, let's say, of emotion. Um, and just to give you an example of a very dramatic time that I had seen a sign, um, is many, many years ago, God, I feel old. 
Um, but it has to be something like 30 something years ago, I was doing readings at this woman's house in New Hampshire. And it was supposed to be your ordinary, hey, we're going to have a couple people have readings. Great. I'll leave and be done. Right. But mm -hmm. it didn't turn out that way. So what happened was it was a, literally a lesson for me, because when I went to do these readings, um, the party that was supposed to be from like noontime to, say, four o'clock in the afternoon, went noontime to one in the morning. And I didn't have, I literally did not have a break and I was not feeling so hot. And the last person I did a reading for, I do believe had, um, was bipolar because that was my lesson, right? Was protect myself, protect my energy because I was not feeling well. I instantly had this huge headache. So now it's about 1.30 in the morning. It's driving home on 93 and I'm thinking, wonderful. Here I am, not feeling great. I shouldn't have been there all day. And I'm getting cranky, right? Because I'm not feeling good. So I'm driving down the road and anybody who lives in New Hampshire area would know that there is, I want to say the Grace Limo service, right? You see the license plate that say Grace and it's the numbers are all like Grace one through seven or eight. So anyway, I see this and I think, whoop-de-doo, I'm aggravated, right? So I say, Grace seven, oh, whoop-de-doo, right? And I said, Grace, Grace, good God, Grace. Well, this isn't enough. You know, should I be doing these readings? And I'm literally having a conversation in the car and I'm frustrated, right? So I said, who are you? Who is talking to me? And I'm not even kidding you, but this white car, right? Now, keep in mind, it's 1.30 in the morning on the highway. There's nobody around. This white car literally comes from behind me to pass me. And the license plate said, it's me. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm going to zip my lip. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. And then I realized, like, literally the hairs on my arms, like, stood at attention. Um, I just knew that that was this huge sign and stopped whining. And I thought, okay, fine. You know, um, it was then it, it just took a little bit for me to realize, okay, great. I had to go through that so that I realized how to protect my own energy so that wouldn't happen again, you know. Mm -hmm. Um but it, it's just those sort of things. And it is. I mean, people might sit there and say, yeah, she's crazy. And that's OK. But I've lived this way all my life. And I know that, you know, when my daughter was sick, when she was a baby and I used to pray to the angels to help her because she was, you know, she wasn't the healthiest baby. And it took me a few times to realize that my digital clock. Yes, I'm old. Um, but the digital clock that was on the side of the bed kept. I'd wake up every morning for the first, for three mornings in a row, and it was 444, 444, 444. And I thought, what is this trying to tell me? And then it was like somebody like lightning struck, and I thought, oh my goodness. And then she started getting better, and I said, wow, so they're hearing me, um, and that's my sign to know that I'm not alone. And literally for her, she had an accident one time, and as she had the accident, I just had this feeling, you know, a minute of fear, but then I looked down and it was 444 and I'm like, she's fine, you know, and she was, but it's, it's kind of, um, let's just say it's a language that will only increase over time once you become aware of it, you know? So, so, so it's something that you have to learn. You know, I think you learn it, but I think it grows. So for instance, you know, the way I learned it as far as looking up, um, if anybody knows, you know, Doreen Virtue when she was in her heyday, and I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. 
So she was someone that was so in the angelic realm and channeling, you know, angels and ascended masters and, you know, uh, spiritual communication from beyond that she couldn't even drive in a car. She couldn't have, she'd have to have a chauffeur or she'd have to have someone drive her around because she wasn't grounded. Right. Well, she channeled these books in there. One of them is called angel numbers. Um, yeah. and then there's another one that. that's like ascended masters. So, the point is, is that for me, I started going through the numbers and I might have sent you these, Ron, before in the past. Um, but the, there is a list out there to get people started on angel numbers. And yeah, so that you when did you send see me that, but I have her book, too, which has far more numbers than the original. Exactly. So there's there is a beginning, let's say there's a beginning yeah. to understand the numbers. And then really all it is, is it's kind of like uh, talking in code. Right. So mm -hmm. ones mean something, twos, and then all the way up till, you know, 10 or zeros. But then you can mix those numbers many ways. Um, if you see them repeatedly, let's say those might be the numbers you look up to see if they have a specific meaning. But if you understand what each number means, it literally is just kind of blending those numbers together, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does in a way. Uh, you know, a lot of things we gotta take a break or coming up to the the break right now anyways but uh and that's a sign i get to he's <laughs> giving me a little right. heads up there on that but anyway uh you're listening to ghost chronicles the original ghost chronicles with maureen wood and ron Kolick, right here on tojanet radio and we are brought to you by circles of wisdom 286 merrimack street methuen massachusetts um, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. Become a member and get access to over 50 videos and other crap on there. So check it out exclusively, oh, nice. exclusively for our Patreon listeners, members of the Dedia Society. So Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon, I think it's three bucks. It costs you. That's less than a cup of coffee. We'll be right back after the following messages. have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Located in Illinois, there lies a sleepy little town where nothing is a common occurrence. You going to that party in town tonight? Heck yeah! I only turned 18 once. That is until the night of celebration. Where the hell is she? Oh no. No, 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 Jessica! What? 
creators of Shadowhunters fighting me comes a tale of primal terror. Grind called Mayhem. Shadowhunters, kill Jessica! Kill! <laughs> I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And we are back because I'm not sure she's going to take us back. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I have to ask you, what is that advertisement? Is that a movie or something from Shadow Producers of Shadow, Shadow Hunters? Hunter. Yes. No, it's a uh, uh, cartoon animated. Oh, okay. Animated. Animated cartoon. Animated. Well, I think you call it a cartoon. Animated stories. Comic. Comic, I guess, is probably a better word. But anyway, okay. so give me a number from one to a thousand. Uh, 63. That's the best you've got. 63 from one to a thousand. 63. I was born in 63. So I don't give a shit. 1963. <laughs> the That's over a thousand, which is why I gave you 63. Yeah, yeah. Huh? The Ascended Masses are helping 163. you. 163. How's that? You sit too late. The ascending masters are helping you with the daily aspects of your life. Ask them for help and uh, then open, be open to receiving their assistance as they bring it to you in the form of ideas, guidance, and unexpected gifts. See? My end was 603. It's working. 603, it says your prayers for help have been heard and answered by God in the ascending masters, Jesus and the saints. So there nice. you go. Yeah. So give but, the name I mean, of the book. So if anybody's interested. Oh, that's uh, Angel Numbers 101 by uh, Doreen Virgil. Yep. And it's probably you'll go to buy that and it'll have to be like a used copy, I think. I don't know yeah, that she has get, any new ones You can get used there. copies everywhere. So, I mean, that's not a problem. Yeah. But I mean, so, I, yeah. I look, I mean, it's, I don't know if, you know, we, we look at our horoscope in the paper and, and we take that as a sign or we, we just did these numbers. But I mean, I have the, 
the uh, Souls Book of Answers, uh, yeah. you know, which you, you, you click, you just thumb through and you find a spot, you just bring it up and it gives you, you know, some other advice. And, you know, there's even the, the Golden Book of uh, Fortune Telling. Uh, and they're all different books, but they're all basically the same thing. They're all about signs. You, you go through this book and it's giving you signs and you're reading them and taking them for what they're worth. So signs, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you see a dime in the toilet all the time, how do you read that as any, any type of no. uh, thing? You know, is, is well, it a message? Again, is, it, an... is it, uh, what is it? Well, to me, it's just really, okay, so say somebody has, which this is actually happened. So I had a client I was reading for, and the person that was on the other side was someone that was very interested in coins. They, they collected coins, but, you know, came through the reading, like they collected coins, and they're trying to send a message saying, hey, I'm with you. Um and I and they just leave coins and I leave coins everywhere. But she wasn't convinced that this was something from, you know, her father. So then it started showing up in the toilet. And I thought, well, he's probably saying, well, if if I put it in a toilet and you're not going to believe it, then, you know, that's on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's individual to the person. I think the sign has to resonate with you as well. So I can turn around and say, you know, oh, so-and-so is coming through for a sign. But if that person, it doesn't ring true or it doesn't connect to them, to their loved ones, then, you know, then maybe there's another sign that needs to come through for them. And maybe they're just someone that's not going to, you know, be open to having signs come through. It's a very personal thing. I mean, I know people that it's like, wow, I've been going through a really rough spot and I don't know what it is, but all I see all the time is 11-11, 11-11. And it could be that I look at my clock or I'll, you know, I'll come in the house, I'll pull up, the, you know, the, the piece of paper or something will have the numbers 11-11. And for anybody, if you're reading the signs, really it has, when I see ones, it's just basically you're a powerful manifester and you're someone that's got to kind of be careful of your thoughts, right? And make sure that you're manifesting what you want. In other words, focus on something more positive and don't let yourself be dragged down to the negative. So, again, it's, you know, it, it can be anything. I had um, a couple who lost their only child and to them, they actually, when they got married, it was on 7-11 many years ago. So the number for them was always 7-11. Well, they ended up, you know, getting numerous signs you know, either the clocks would show up from the person when the sun passed, that was 7-Eleven. Or they would have, um, you know, I don't know, a coin that they found and there was something to do with the numbers on it. I mean, it's, again, not just somebody reaching for a sign. It's actually something that maybe shows up so often that it's almost too coincidental for it not to be a sign from their loved ones, if that so makes sense. So it's just a sign. It's not really a message then. Correct. And so some will say, well, how do I know, right, what it is? Well, again, it depends, right? If you read into the numbers and, and you're communicating, let's say, with, you know, you believe you're communicating with the angels, not just your loved ones on the other side, 
then I would refer to, let's say, the angel numbers, because now I literally have those angel numbers, majority of them ingrained in my brain, so that when I see the numbers and they come up in a sequence, um, like fives, you know, you see fives, it's get, you're getting out of the crystal estate and getting a life that you truly deserve. So that's pretty much what a five is. So when you see three fives, it might mean a little bit different, but it's pretty much the same message. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's just, you know, and it could literally be a sign. I mean, I've had where I've been having a communication on the other side with somebody and I'm driving down the highway. I'm getting like, you know, whatever. I've got my mind going all different directions. And I had to laugh one day because a car literally pulls up in front of me. The license plate says, hi, Mo. And hmm. I thought, well, OK, you can't get clearer than that. <laughs> right. <clears throat> that. So. What do you feel when you see them? That's to me what is huge. You know, are you searching for the signs and not getting them? Are you searching for them everywhere? Or is it when you have this compulsion to look at a certain location or pick up something or, you know, you stumble across it and then you get that feeling? Then you kind of can say, well, maybe there's more to this and see how often you get that sign. Now, I asked you for a number before. Uh, when we came back for a break and you just gave me that mm-hmm. number because it was your birthday or whatever, your year you were graduated, whatever it was. Uh, so aren't you really not de- defeating the purpose of that? Shouldn't it be just whatever num- number comes to your mind the quickest? Not your like favorite well, number? That was the one that came to my mind the quickest. Okay, fair enough on that point. But a lot of times people just play their favorite numbers. And yes. See, I don't have a favorite. If you're gonna number. do a sign, <laughs> if you're gonna do your sign, you have to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever comes to mind first. It's, you know, I mean, I, I'm gonna be doing a psychometry class at Circles mm-hmm. in, in May, and and that's one of the things I, I teach everybody. It's whatever comes to your mind first. Don't rationalize. Right. Don't think about it. Just repeat it or copy it. Right. Right, exactly. But it's not, I'm not talking when it comes to signs wrong, Ron, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about um, necessarily you picking a number or what comes to your mind. Well, I'm you, talking about well, what you're I know, seeing. You I know, know your sign. Okay, so, so your signs. Yeah, I get that. Okay, so we get signs. But if you wanted to get a message and you, you, you brought up Darwin's numbers, then, you know, that's what you worked with with per numbers. But I mean, that book had specific things. So, in, in that case, it's got to be more than just, you know, just a favorite number. It's got to be something that comes to your mind quick. And, and where does it come from? Does it come to, because a loved one gives it to you, that, that particular number? Or, or is it something you're, pre, you know, like your birth, uh, whatever that number you gave me. Birth date. You. Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. With the book for Doreen's book. I don't use it in the way that you have somebody select a number, all right? I just would scroll through the book and stop where it stops. Okay, so So you use it it more like a a tarot or... Yeah, I mean, like if I had, for instance, any book, like you could seriously go onto your shelf, right? And say, is there a message that I need? Can you give it to me? And then you could select any book that you're drawn to select. You could open up that book and, and, you know, flip to any page and put your finger down on it and read what it says. Mm -hmm. And that could be a message that you're meant to have, but you're not 
pulling that out of thin air ahead of time, in other words. Now, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. okay, is there a number that comes to your mind? I mean, that you can do, but I just don't use it that way. Because to me, it's more, I'm putting out a message or I'm driving or I'm having a communication with the other side. And I just start seeing repetitive numbers over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's, and I may just be drawn, like, for instance, years ago, I remember being lost, going going to somewhere I was by myself. I didn't, the GPS wasn't working. Um, I was trying to find somewhere and I started getting stressed out because I needed to be at a place at a certain time. And I was anxious, you know, it's had some stuff going on and all of a sudden I start getting like, don't worry about it. I'm looking over to the right. I see four, four, four on the plumbing truck. And then I look ahead and it's four, four, four. And I I go, okay, you know what? (laughs) I'm not alone. I have guidance with me. I'll be fine. And I was. So it, in one aspect, it kind of alleviated my anxiety. So that was, that was kind a of helped me to find peace. It that was. was a message. Um, yeah. You know what? It dawned on me just now as we're talking about that. I will tell you, I had a crazy message. And I don't know if you recall this, me telling you about that. Um, did I, it was years ago going to visit a daughter Um I think it was either one of our kids. We were going to see them at college. And my husband was getting out of work. One of your kids. Yeah, one of your kids. Our kids. Um, Not our kids. Wait a minute. Well, me me and my husband. Me and my husband. Exactly. Your kids. (laughs) My kids. Be careful what you say in the air, you know. I got enough problems. uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Not your children. My children. There you Um, go. (laughs) But here's the thing. So, you know, Steve, he can be a little bit, um, you know, lacking patience some days right no but here's the thing yeah so it was kind of funny because we were he was gonna leave work a little early so that we could get on the road quickly so we could actually get to the college and you know not have to deal with all the traffic we had to drive through Worcester not to hit traffic and so anyway he says listen you know you're gonna have an hour before me can you go go to the bank and make sure you do xyz get this done so that we can leave as soon as I get home so sure well you know how things happen, right? So mm. if it's meant to be a certain time for you to be somewhere, it's not go- you're not going to get there any sooner. So I go to go to the bank. Well, I'm not kidding you when I tell you there was a dump truck stuck in the road, and so I had to wait. And, I mean, the bank's five minutes down the road from me. So I go a little further, and then there was an elderly gentleman with a cane who was going across the road very slowly. It literally took me an hour hour and a half, okay, to get to the bank and back, which is five minutes. It should never take that. So I get home. He's already here. He's all, you know, flipping out. I got to go. We got to go. Okay, fine. Well, you may not remember the show, but there was a, a, a series on years ago called Six Feet Under. Do you remember that? No, no, I do not. It was about a family that owned a funeral parlor. And it, you know, it, anyway, there was a show that we used to watch that was six feet under. So we're driving down, we're on 495 and the traffic was ungodly and he was going on and on and on, right? Because he was like, oh my goodness, you took so long. Well, I said, listen, things happen for a reason. You have to trust that there's a reason that it took that time, right? And so I'm not even kidding you. I, He's the one who pointed it out, right? So the radio... The, the next advertisement on the radio was the series advertisement for the Six Feet Under show. Mm-hmm. 
and then on the right hand side pulled up right at the same time was a flatbed with casket liners in it and he looked at me he goes um what is this do you hear this what's playing and look at the, i've never seen a flatbed with casket liners and then all of a sudden the lights in front of us were a couple like a mile out a few miles out and it, there was a fatal car crash so he just looked at me and I said, see, I said, I'm not saying I wish anybody harm, but apparently it wasn't our time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we were delayed and that happens all my life. That's happened for many different things. You know, you, you drive the same, how many times I bet you it's happened to many people who are listening. You might be driving the same way to go to work every time, or you go to the same location and all of a sudden you can't go that way. Or you, you know, you take a different route and you find out that the path you were going to go on, there might have been an accident or something you would have been involved in. Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened to you? No. No? But That's no. happened to me numerous times. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah. So I maybe I have a sign, but when I pulled those books out uh, yeah. to, to the, the, the ones I gave you, uh, a little picture popped out and it says 2007, um, it says Ron and Maureen in the back. And on the front of the picture is me and Yvonne. Oh, wow. Yvonne's my sister, for those who don't know. So is that a sign? Does that supposed to mean something? It's very possible it does. I mean, the timing of it is is there. I mean, maybe it's just letting us know. You were asking earlier about the time of us doing, you know, the first show, right? Mm -hmm. But that was really what 2007 was when we had we were working on the books, wasn't it? Yeah, 2007 was. Uh, One of the I books came out, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was Ghost Chronicles, the original. But yep. that picture, that picture was at the Tenny Gate House, and that was for Women's World magazine. Oh, that was the yeah, that was all yeah. that photographer had come and took pictures yeah. of us for World, Women's World. Yep. So that's that's interesting. Anyways, it said that, but say Libby. Timing is everything, and that's the other thing with signs. It's not just having a sign; it's the timing of the sign. You know, is there how something? Is, how's that, the, how's the, you know? that's health? I mean, oh, she's on, she's doing better. She's cancer free. So oh, that's cool. good. She's so just um, recovering from all the, well, no, I'd keep it going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, because she's, uh, you know, let's just say that sometimes the cure is, is just as painful as you, you know. know oh, yeah, definitely. I can tell you that going through it with Jan. So, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, yeah. that's what she's recovering from. So, uh, actually, that was a demonstration, unknowingly until afterwards, of that how we can sometimes find something you know crazy like that, where you know something odd—I guess not crazy—odd happens that right unusual. Is it, is it just is it just coincidence, or is mm -hmm. it a sign? That's that's what we have to do, and usually you can tell how, Maureen. More for me, it's that again, that inner knowing, right? It's exactly. when you gut have that psychic almost? impression, huh? Is it gut feeling? Yeah, it's if you want to say gut feeling, it's to me when you have inner knowing, it's that 
you just know something. You have no rationale to explain how you know. You oh, just like know. Me, like it's me the, being a, a dumb psychic. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you just have it. And to me, inner knowing is also like someone taking the thoughts or the words and putting them in your head. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, there are many times that our loved ones even will come and, you know, oh, well, I can give you a, uh, a good example of it's not necessarily. Well, it should, doesn't really portray to signs per se, but my brother-in-law has passed away. He's on the other side, as you know, um, mm-hmm. and he's been the he's been uh, coming through, let's say, to all the events that I host. So I'll do a lot of reading classes, all different things, and he'll show up often. So last Friday, my sister was saying, hey, has he showed up at all last night? Because I had a class the night before. And I was like, nope, nope, he's not. He hasn't showed up. You know, he didn't show up last night, but I was busy. Well, it was kind of comical because Friday night I had a dream of him and he was literally in my dream um, expectingly like waiting for me to notice him. Okay. You know, it was so bizarre. It was like my whole dream was going on and there's my brother-in-law Ted standing there like, hello, <laughs> you know, and I I'm thought, here. well, this is bizarre. I'm here, you know, but it was interesting because I gave him a hug and he was a younger, more in shape <laughs> brother-in-law, yep. like right he was showing himself to me healthy and young and and he had his animals with him so he had spats which is his dog but he had these two huge birds right which i don't recall one of them was a huge parrot all colored and the other one was a cockatoo right white and yellow so and he kept talking about hawaii and telling me about how he's here there for my sister and i said I, so the next day, out of the whole dream, it was like literally the conversation with him was all I could remember, right? <laughs> and so I told her about it, and she goes, oh, my goodness. I said, what? She said, well, when Teddy was young, he used to – him and his family went to Hawaii, and there was this parrot that was very brilliantly colored, and he used to go to him on his arm all the time. Like, mm. it used to show up for him. And then she goes, and then we had that stupid bird. She couldn't stand the the cockatoo he wouldn't shut up she says we had cashmere and she said but the funny part too is mentioned in hawaii's because donna was thinking about it recently because her and teddy was supposed to take a trip on their anniversary coming up this year to hawaii Mm -hmm. so i think it was more about you know teddy was listening and heard us talking and so it's not so much a sign but it just want people to know who are listening that our loved ones around us they're they listen all the time. They hear us, you know. So when you talk about signs, they're going to do their best to come through and show a sign if they can. So in dreams, is that another way of, of showing signs or is it, I mean, or not, I guess it's just do it simple. Well, it's messages, right? But I think it also is a sign because to me, it's a sign he's listening, right? Because we had just had the conversation that day and I hadn't dreamt of my brother-in-law for about a year and a half. So, you know, so for him to show up the night that I have the conversation with my sister, now you could say, well, he was in your mind. Well, yeah, well, not really, because it was, I, sorry, Ted, (laughs) but I was, you know, busy and I just happened to tell her, oh, sorry, he didn't come through this time, but maybe you could come to my next class and I'm sure he'll show up. Right. So it wasn't like he was, I was sitting there calling him. It's just he was listening, going, oh, okay, yeah, I did, you didn't hear from me. I'm going to make sure I show you I'm here, you know? Yeah. It's it's a strange thing. I mean, there's so much, you know, different modalities that will 
give you different ideas of how we get messages, how we get signs. And each one is a little different, but they're basically the same on, on the thing, depending on their particular point of view. So it's, it's important that you feel comfortable whatever you're doing, uh, mm -hmm. even if it's just a simple thing like reading signs. Right. Yep, absolutely. And a big part of it, you know, Ron, is trust, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone says, well, I don't, I'm not fortunate, I'm not getting signs. Well, you may be getting signs, but my take is that it could come in different ways, as you said. And especially if it's coming from our loved ones, each loved one is different. We're all bio individuals, right? So someone might choose to communicate one way, someone else is going to communicate a different way. There's no, you know, it's all conjecture, right, on our part, mm -hmm. but it's what you're feeling when you feel that, see that sign or get that message. What does it mean to you? And I think that's what's more important. Yeah, and I, I wanted to touch on one thing. I went back a little bit on what you said about uh, Ted showing himself as a younger and more fit Ted. Is that, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, have a different ideas on, on on ghosts and spirits or whatever you want to call them. And I remember when we did Franklin, uh, was it Franklin College or whatever one it was up in uh, New Hampshire? No, it's, uh, what the, was the name of, name of that one? Uh, not Franklin. Uh, uh, Daniel Webster? Whatever, whatever Daniel the college Webster, was. Yeah. Daniel Webster. And you uh, picked up on uh, Mr. Webster pairing through and, and you described them. And the reporter that was with us uh, wrote a kind of uh, snide remark saying that, well, you know, she saw him at this age and not at a, and he died at 86. But what you said earlier is, is how you perceive that the spirits, in other words, they, when they come back, they, sh they can show you themselves in any way that's important to them and to you. In other oh, words, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Why would you show yourself as 80 years old and why would you remain that age if you could show your best self? Yeah. I mean, why you know? if you were if you were in a terrible car accident, would you come back all broken up and everything and show yourself? I exactly. mean, Exactly. You know, my my dad died at a family cookout and uh he uh never got to say goodbye to my mom or anything. Uh it was a heart attack, so uh he he couldn't say, but that night he appeared in the bedroom but he he appeared. He was all dressed up in a suit, and, and uh, you know it was very much in good shape and and so forth. But because uh, she screamed and he disappeared, but that's another story. Uh, but you know, <laughs> so they get, they show themselves to the way like you know everything's okay. I, I'm you know this is me. I'm okay. You know, and that's basically what the, what they're doing. You know, don't fret. Absolutely. Oh wow, we're we're almost done. We 30 seconds. What the hell happened? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good show then, Ron. Yeah. So anyways, uh, you mentioned uh, Kill Jesse. Kill Jesse. That's a, uh, a comic uh, book written by a very good friend, Jason Doobie. Uh, check it out. Scattered. Uh, oh, shoot. I forgot it. No. Anyways, we do got to go. You'll listen to Ghost Chronicles right here on Toji Net, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom. We'll be back next week. Good night, everyone. God bless and stay safe. God bless. And look for signs.
From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.